Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We welcome you in. John Dickinson and Matt Steinmetz, our Warriors weekly podcast for 95.7 The Game. And, and Steiny, uh, this is our, our first episode where I'm actually looking at your ugly mug. Yeah. Man. Good, good to see you. I guess. I guess vice versa. Uh, what's going on, man? Well, I, we should be clear. I mean, we actually do look at each other when we record. We just do it remotely, typically, but we're in studio because uh, I'm filling in for Guru over the last couple of days here. So it, uh, good good to physically be doing this together here. Uh, I think as we just kind of get started, we're recording this the day of the Memphis game, so the morning of the Memphis game, and, and the Warriors have the, the Grizzlies coming up, and then the the three match as i've called it yeah. uh, at phoenix on christmas couple of games against denver and and utah clay thompson returned now kicked to 2022 and and i thought steve kerr had something interesting that you pointed out he mentioned on damon and rato's show earlier this week that he thinks the warriors are in a pacing period of their season I don't know that I would have characterized it in that way specifically, but it, it definitely feels like almost the early dog days. Yeah, uh, because Clay Thompson's return has been kicked back. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Yeah, I kind of wasn't crazy about pacing too because it had the smell of we don't chase wins or we're not chasing wins. But uh, and you pointed this out too, which I think is fair. Um, there seem the ne- there's these kind of mileposts in a season. And I think we the first milepost was, what's this team going to be like? So after 15 or 20 games, we realized this team's going to be pretty good. Then the next milepost was, all right, let's get Steph Curry, this three-point record. And now they've done that. And now it feels like, okay, what's next? Well, Clay's next. But when's that going to be? Is it going to be mid-January? Well, if it's mid-January, that's still three weeks away. So they got to figure out a way to kind of bridge the gap between now and when they figure they're going to get a boost um, with Clay back. But the one thing I was thinking, J.D., is 
when when Kerr made those statements, I wonder if he knew that he was possibly going to be heading into the next six games without Wiggins, without Damian Lee, without Jordan Poole, and now it looks like without Andre Iguodala. So that may change things a little bit, and it, it really makes this stretch uh, way more difficult for yeah, the Warriors. It, 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 it changes it, it, I think. It definitely changes it. And, and look, December 23rd, as we record this, I mean, that was... That was sort of the date everybody had circled for right. the Clay Thompson return. Yeah. That it would be tonight in this game against Memphis, maybe against Sacramento, maybe next sure. week against Denver. But all of that's off the table. And now we're looking at, all right, maybe the first week of January, but probably not. I mean, right. it's really feeling more like maybe that seven-game homestand January the 18th on un- until the end of the month. That's, right. that's the most likely scenario. So there's a lot of different things all happening at once. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think the Warriors thought maybe they were going to get a boost. They may not need it under more normal circumstances because of the opponents that they're playing. A lot of good opponents and, and some opponents that have been tough on the Warriors maybe a little bit in the past. But now they're having to go through it shorthanded, which I think th- that makes it in some ways more in intriguing because they might take some losses that they're going to have to make up for down the down the road but it also makes it tougher I think to evaluate just where this team is in the context of the Western Conference with Phoenix who we've we've put as the the primary competitor right. and Memphis who's been a thorn and Utah who still thinks they've got action and and Denver kind of on the periphery hoping they can get healthy like the Warriors do. Yeah, I think there's a chance. I think right now we can all agree that the Warriors are a top two or three team in the in the West. If you have them above Utah, it's totally understandable. They have a better record. They've been more impressive than Utah. But I still think Utah is going to be there. So I'm looking at it as Phoenix, the Warriors, and Utah. But this stretch they're on right now, they could theoretically lose some games. And I don't want to go predicting records, but they could lose some games, and now all of a sudden they're third or fourth. And now... Clay comes back, they're going to have to reprove that they can reach this level again. And well, I mean, they're down Wiggins and Poole. Right. And, Those and are we'll, second and third scores. And we'll see if it if it bleeds into Christmas. It kind of looks like it's going right. to, and, and maybe beyond, depending upon the, the, the COVID rules and the health and safety protocols. So, I mean, that right there could put them almost in line with the Jazz. I mean, we're looking at it right now, 25-6 and six Warriors, they got a three and a half game lead on the Jazz. I mean, they could right. they could almost be flat footed with the Jazz by right around New Year. Yeah, and I, and you look at Phoenix. I don't. I I would say this: Memphis and Phoenix. I don't know their specific numbers, COVID wise, but they're both pretty complete teams still right now. So the Warriors aren't gonna. It's not like well, we're without Wiggins and Poole, but they're without Booker and Ayton. No. In fact, Booker just came back. So these things can change quickly, obviously, J.D., but the next two games are going to be going to be tough games for the Warriors. Yeah, and it's... And, more, and then here comes Denver. And and more leaning on Steph Curry, right? Yeah. And I think that's the other part of it because Steve Kerr hinted point. at the fact that Curry's had a lot on his plate right? and that the Warriors have put a lot on his plate. We've sort of worked under the impression they've had everything kind of dialed with the new players that have come in and maybe that's should lessen what Curry's need has needed to do but Steve Kerr wasn't really going down that road he he was putting it 
at Curry really as the the reason right. that all of these other players have been able to be so effective and and taking on as much or even more maybe than he did even last year and that possibly that was taking a toll physically mentally and leading to some of the the statistical uh numbers that, right. that aren't what we're used to seeing from Curry right right and I I mean I just look at a game like tonight against Memphis who's going to be their second leading scorer have tonight. no idea none I mean, if I had to put money on it right now, I'd probably say Kaminga, to be honest with you. And I think, you know, now when you start talking about the Warriors without Wiggins and Poole, and Wiggins is obviously starting to fit in better and better, and now you look at Memphis and Phoenix, so now these are two teams that, that I don't want to say know how to defend Curry, but they have a strategy. Well, that doesn't mean they're going to shut him down. It's easier to do it when Wiggins and Poole aren't there. That's exactly right. So... This these are these are two games coming up that I think Warrior fans got to be realistic about, and I know it's hard because they've been so impressive. But they win one or two, one of one of the next two. You got to take that at this point, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it's just looking at it between Memphis, who's won the last two games they played at Chase Center. They right. eliminated the Warriors back in May, and and they came back against them and handed them their their first home loss of the year back in in late November I mean you look at Memphis has also asserted themselves a little bit just in the conference as hey we talk about Phoenix and the Warriors and and Utah's right there as the third well Memphis has become the fourth right because the Clippers are not really very good and the Lakers are a mess and Dallas can't figure it out and Doncic is out and Denver's waiting for guys to get healthy like there's just a there's a muck of really I think mediocrity and the Grizzlies have been the one team that have have sort of valued the season maybe a right. little bit more than some of those other teams. Now that being said, they just lost to Oklahoma City at home right. with well, John Morant back. Well, but, see, and that's and, and I'm going to spin that toward Clay Thompson because I think people just think Clay's coming back. We will be better, and they probably will be better. But I don't think it's going to happen right away. How do you explain the fact? That Memphis is being is playing okay. They're not they they're very they were poor defensively. John Morant goes out and they go on a winning streak. Now how how do you explain that? But that's kind of basketball. So just because you get guys back and just because guys come back And then and then you get Morant back and you lose and to you a lose. team that you beat by seventy. Exactly. So <laughs> with you know, it's like we could sit here all day and try to figure out why. We never will. But part of it's the other guys get paid too. And and so, you know, that's why you never know a game like tonight. But you know, I don't I would never say a team can never beat another team in basketball. But I I do think Memphis is one of those teams that I look at as they give an honest F. Like if if I had to rank the teams of what are the what are the teams in the league that basically give you the best effort night in and night out. I think Memphis would be near the top. I put them in the top 5 or 10. That you know, they don't come they don't play and it doesn't mean they're going to play great, but they're going to give you an effort. Well, and I think I think the other teams that are right there just off the, are Utah and Phoenix. Right. Oh, guess what? Right. That's why they've separated themselves in this sea of mediocrity. And to me it's why the Lakers haven't and it's why Dallas has it. And the Clippers. The Clippers are another another team like that. Even and it even you can even 
whittle it down to teams like Sacramento. You know, Sacramento's a team that I think could play harder. Definitely. Uh, or be more conscientious. So, and and they, frankly, yeah, you're right. frankly, with the Warriors, they have been conscientious this year. And part of it's because, you know, Curry's Curry. But I think most of it's because Peyton, Toscano-Anderson, Otto Porter, Bielitsa, Iguodala have, have interjected themselves in here. You know, two of those guys on any given night are probably going to play well. And so then those are the guys who are going to play that night. But I, I do think I put the Warriors in that group, too. Um, even if it's Andrew, like, I can't yeah, believe I'm going to say this, but like Andrew Wiggins, he's a pro, comes to play every night. It, you, you know, it's the thing you love about him is maybe the thing you hate about him. Well, we saw two years ago before the Warriors acquired Andrew Wiggins when Durant had left and everybody was like, we, we right. saw firsthand the difference between having a guy like Andrew Wiggins and having the next tier down or two tiers down. Absolutely. It, it, it completely guts your team. Right. You, if, you, if you're going to start Glenn Robinson the third and think you got a shot, you got no shot. Well, to me, it's, yeah, and, and you kind of brought this up. To me, Wiggins, Wiggins, Wiggins is there so you beat Orlando. Yeah. You don't stub your toe against the Kings. Right. Uh, you know, you don't get beat by the Pelicans when they're undermanned. But, you know, and you without need that. With, exactly. Exactly. With, without Wiggins, then those games become like 50 50 games almost. So w- Wiggins definitely is, he's given the Warriors a level of consistency that's kind of, that's kind of perfect almost because Curry's Curry. Draymond's going to be always be Draymond, even though he's kind of going to be volatile within his, you know, within his effort. But Wiggins, you want to talk about a guy you know what to expect every night. It's pretty much him. No, it really is. John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz, our Warriors Weekly Podcast for 95.7 The Game. Uh, let's just dig into uh, some of these teams because uh, I know you're going to be off, and and so we're probably not going to do another one of these until maybe after the Warriors end up playing Memphis and Phoenix and Denver a couple of times, and maybe even Utah. Let's just kind of get into the specific maybe matchups and just your thoughts on those teams. We've talked a little bit about Memphis, but let, let's just start with Memphis because I know you you dug into some some numbers as far as the the last couple of times that that they've played, like. Is Memphis really a threat to the Warriors, Steiny? Yeah, I think they are. I really do, uh, and I'm not sure exactly why. But I think could, could I, they beat him in a series. I think so. I think so. But let me see the Warriors with Clay, and because four months from now is four months from now. But believe it or not, I would I would say I think it's possible. And one of the reasons I think it's possible is because they kind of have that ingredient. They have another point guard. And what I mean is a, a guy who goes up against Curry, who on any given night could win the matchup against Curry. Doesn't mean he's gonna. Probably won't most of the time, but he can. And he has the last couple games. Uh, I shouldn't say he won the matchup. He hung in there with the matchup with Curry. Um, but And I was telling uh, a buddy of mine this. You know, Memphis is one of these teams that seems to have five guys who are the same. You know what I mean? Six Six four to six seven well, wing guys, defense, and they can make plays on defense. Exactly, and they got you know they have a strategy to play against the Warriors for sure. And I think just because they've had some success 
recently, I don't think they fear the Warriors like like some other teams. It's strange because I think they they got in the window, and this this is probably one of the reasons why I'm I'm still a little bit reluctant or need to see more to to put Memphis as a, as a legitimate threat. For me, like last when, when they knocked the Warriors out, that was a different team. Right? right, like clearly right. that Warriors team was more vulnerable. They weren't as good. Those the the Grizzlies were pretty even with the with the Warriors of last season. Right, like they right, were just exactly. they were on the same level. And Memphis got them at Chase in in November when the Warriors were rolling and had won a bunch of games. But but nobody really knew nobody really knew how great the Warriors were at that point and I, I said November it was actually late October it, it was it, it was October yeah. the 28th not November the 28th and like they but they got the Warriors I think before we really knew how great the Warriors were going to become because right. it was they went on the run right after that game so like at that point the Warriors yeah they beat the Lakers they beat the Clippers they beat Sac they they kind of struggled in OKC but won right and then they came home and lost to Memphis and at that point I was still inclined to ah these teams are pretty even we don't know the Warriors are going to run off twenty five and six so I think the Grizzlies have almost used those dynamics to to gain that confidence because right. but they also haven't played. This version of the Warriors now they're not going to play this th- right. this version of the Warriors tonight. So maybe we're going to need to see even more down the line when they play again in Memphis. But but they they I think the timing of when they've played the Warriors has worked to their benefit. Yeah, I I, I just think they're one of these teams that kind of hit the ground running this year. Even though I know they didn't get off to a great start, but there's certain teams where you look at them and you say, "Hell, oh, they've been together." now for a couple years and this is one of those teams and I know they made the Adams trade um, and, and and lost Valachunas in the past year or two. But that helps you. Yeah, absolutely it does and of course Jaron Jackson Jr. now looks to be healthy um, so he's playing pretty well. I can't tell you I watch Memphis 20 times a year but apparently they're saying Jaron Jackson Jr. is good or better than he was when he before yeah. he got hurt. Yeah, which, Dylan by the Brooks way, is a good good yeah. player. He's got a little edge to him. He does, and uh, which by the way should be good news for Warrior fans as it relates to Wiseman because Wiseman has the same injury. But we'll, we'll yeah, talk Jaren about Jackson. that later. Yeah, Jaron Jackson had had the same injury that Wiseman has now. Um, so yeah, there's just something about Memphis. Um, they're a little like Phoenix, where it feels like they can throw a few guys at Steph Curry and. I, I look at a game like tonight, you're right. I mean, they can just sell out right now. And if somebody else, if Damian Lee's going to score 30... It's like Toronto in the finals, really. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's Curry and Draymond and who else? Yeah, exactly. And they don't even have the... They're not going to have Damian Lee, who helped them win the Sacramento right? game. That's right, you know, I forgot. I- Iguodala making plays in, in the Sacramento game. Let me ask you this. Uh, this knee for Iguodala. It's a concern. Is it? Yeah, because it... Look, he played what 10, 11 games, right? And then it pops up, and then he's basically got to miss a month plus, and he's able to get it right. But now he can play three or four games, right? And he's got it, so he could play eleven, and it cost him a month, right? And then he could play three yeah. or four, and now it's going to cost him time. Like, it, I mean, it, it just seems like know, it's taken yeah, less and you. less for it to become a problem. No, I hear I hear you. It's just, I always give Iguodala kind of the benefit of the doubt. Like, I almost feel like he makes his own schedule. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you're right in but, this case. But I don't think they, 
like I think Iguodala would want to play Christmas Day. I gotta believe, no doubt. And I think they, I think the Warriors. I wonder if they maybe feel like they got a little bit fooled. Is probably not the right word, but I'm going to use that word into the way he started. Yeah, thinking he, you know what. Hey, we need him out there. We're going to keep putting him out there, and we're going to. And they oh. gave him a game or two off here. I think sure. they gave him maybe two games off. But I, I guess what I'm getting at is, how many games he played? Fifteen to Probably. this point, yeah. roughly out of sure. thirty-one. Sure. Well, I, I think if you knew it was going to be fifteen, would you have spread him out? More. You would have maybe, yeah. maybe spread it out and and managed it with him. Yeah. But but spread it out to where now you don't have this issue where it's like, oh my God, if he plays three or four games in a row, he's gonna need to take a couple weeks off. Like that's that's a big time concern. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I, I also think and, and that's one of the things when we when we talk about Clay and and just automatically assuming the Warriors are gonna get better, you know, they may not have Iguadala. And when the Warriors are at their best and you look at okay, what are the games they played great this year in? Or, or what? What did you? What do you see in the Warriors that makes you think, huh? They could win it all right now. Well, Iguodala's a part of that. Like he's a big part of it. If he vanishes tomorrow, that is a big hit on their title contention chances. Agreed. It really is, um, because they need Iguodala to give them good minutes in important games. And if he if he can't, they miss him. It it already feels like this is getting to the point where he's probably going to have to miss as much time as he already missed again. Wow! And and look, we don't know that. Sure, but it feels like that's what it is. And then, okay, we're at maybe the end of January, let's say, and it almost at that point they're going to have to come up with and spend the next month coming up with. All right, this is the plan. He's going to play maybe two games and right. chill. He's going to play right. to like, but the plan is going to be how do we get him to a point? Speaking from the Warriors' perspective, how do they get him to the point where he can get through a two-month playoff with yeah. the days off and everything, and and be able to still give them what they need because that's more important than any of these regular season get any of them. Well, and and the other thing about Iguodala is you know when the Warriors signed him this year and brought him back. The one of the one of two things was said immediately. Uh, he's gonna he's a great mentor. He's gonna be a great mentor to the young guys. But the reality, and I'm not diminishing that at all. He is, and I'm sure he continues to be. But the reality is, when he stepped on the floor for the Warriors in those games early in the year, he helped them look like a championship level team. Definitely. And so if if he can't play consistently or he's not really going to be that player, that's a hit. That's a hit. And it's almost more of a hit than had you just brought him in and said, you know, he's just going to be Adonis Haslam. He's not going to play very much, but he's going to be a coach out there. He's going to be our 13th or 4th. No, no. He was their sixth man again, seventh man. They looked good. And we all know that when he was a sixth or seventh man during the championship run, he was one of the five most important players on the team. Right, and he gives them another option against some of the wing players that they're going to see that, that they can help slow. You know, like it gives you another Durant option I mean, if you end up facing him. It gives you a Giannis option in about, certain situations. Middleton, let whoever. me throw, let me put you on the spot. Can the Warriors win a title without Iguodala? 
I'd probably say not quite. I would tend if to agree with you. If you're just telling me he's out and can't play at all, right? Like for an entire playoff, I I would say pro I would probably lean no. And and whether you say no or maybe or yes, this the answer is still need the to same. It more. hurts. I, that really it hurts. I would need to see what they're going to do to overcome. Like who's right. going to play those minutes and how because right. they, they haven't really had to come up with a road and, and how does clay affect exactly. that does clay make damian lee more useful in that role does kaminga all of a sudden become well if a if, part of if that they don't have iguodala and is it clay, jta right you know i mean if they don't have iguodala and clay thompson is 80 percent of himself then they're not going they're not going deep i don't think and yeah. i know i know people throw around percentages for clay and 80 percent of clay is still better it no it's not <laughs> I mean, 80% of Clay is 80% of Clay, which means well, he's, gonna, he's how, not going to be the player right away that he that we know him to be. And, and look, I don't think the league has as many maybe good teams or great teams as it did a couple years ago, but look how look how tight it was when the Warriors won championships and they had Durant and they had full Clay and they had full Steph. And it was still, you know, Houston almost right. got him a couple of times and... You know, they before before, before Durant came, Oklahoma right. City had him down, and it you know Cleveland ended up getting him because one little thing maybe went awry. Yeah, and 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 that opened the opened the the door. Right. So I I think yeah they won it, but if you watched them win it, you could see where maybe there would have been trouble. And there was trouble in instances where they didn't have everything totally right. buttoned up. Like, that became the reason. Well, Steph was banged up. Like, think of all the things fans exactly. said. Well, Steph was banged up. Well, Draymond didn't play in this game or that game. Well, Durant was out. Yeah. You know, Clay got hurt. Like, all of these things are less than your optimum. And, and for a lot of teams, you have to be at your optimum if you're going to win a title. I mean, the Warriors right. know that better than anybody. Exactly, exactly. So I, when I think of the Warriors with Durant, I think of them... Like you think of that them too, JD. Not that they were, yeah, that were they powerhouse. Of course they were powerhouse. But my point is, is like Houston did almost get them. Uh, I mean, Houston was right there with them. Houston actually over a two to two and a half year period had a better record than the Warriors well, against the Warriors. They just couldn't beat them in a series. Well, and we revise it sometimes. Like I, I think, and fans do this, but it, it's like, well, Houston. Well, the Warriors right. don't like it. At the moment in which the Warriors win every series against Houston, right. it becomes the Warriors owned Houston. Exactly. And the reality is, I mean, yes, they won, but they didn't. They didn't own them. Exactly. In every, it's kind of like you know, going way back in the day when you know the Lakers played the Kings a few years in a row in the playoffs. Sure. Lakers won every series. Right. They didn't own the Kings. Yeah. No. I. I. I you know what I mean? It was like that. It but was. That's that's kind of a fan. Yeah. Take. And it's like, oh, let's laugh at James Harden exactly. now, and let's laugh at Chris Paul now, and it. But so it wasn't. If you watch those series, absolutely enjoy so, it if you're a fan. But it wasn't. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that way. So I, I look at it as you know. Then Durant left, and a lot of Warrior fans are like, "Well, we won without Durant." Okay, so I look at it like, "Well, wait a minute, you you struggled to beat Houston. Houston was right there with you. Now you lose Durant." and you bring back Wiggins, well, you're not as good. But Houston's not Houston anymore. And maybe 
Maybe and Utah's not Houston maybe Utah, anymore. Right, exactly. There isn't another Houston. So, like, I, Maybe Phoenix I, isn't even quite I, what Houston I admit, was. I was kind of looking at it a little wrong. And maybe that's this is why I underestimated the Warriors, because I was always putting them against their two championship teams right. with Durant. Well, okay, they're not those two championship teams, but they're still, with Wiggins, he bumps them up a little, and now they're in the mix. Um so I, I, that's where I've kind of said, you know, the Warriors are probably better than I thought they were going to be just because I assumed that kind of the West would always be the West. And the reality is it's a little down. Final couple of minutes here. Uh, I want to get into Phoenix, Denver, and Utah quickly. I, I, Denver we can kind of throw out okay. in a way because De- Denver's really about Jokic, right? right? Like how does Jokic play against the Warriors? This version of the Warriors – they're not going to have Wiseman. They're going to play him a couple of times. You know what? What happens with Murray? They, sure. They're they're not where they need to be. Like they're right. no threat right now. Right. Exactly. They might be a threat later, but let's just Denver first quickly. I mean, okay. it, it's all about Jokic, right? It's just can he punish the Warriors in ways that make you concerned down the line if they play each other? No, not with this current team. I I mean, I've always go I've, small, run them off. Well, he's going to play. Jokic, I mean, yeah. Jokic can play well, against I mean, anybody. Yeah, he's going to play, but, but um, make him ineffective. Yes, or make him a volume guy, or turn him over just a little. Because you know they're going to dump it to him still, and I mean, you know, he's, they just don't have they enough run around everything him. through him. Yeah, they just don't have enough around him. But and they might not have enough around him all season. I kind of think kinda, they don't. I kind of think that's what that's what they're looking at too. Uh, so. Phoenix would be the other team that the Warriors are going to play again. And and the, the context, I think, for Phoenix is, all right, the Suns beat him, played a hell of a game against him. We don't know who's going to be in and who's going to be out. That obviously changes things. If the Warriors don't have Wiggins and Poole, then forget. I mean, it, right. there's really almost no takeaway. It, right. it, and it, you just, all right, we'll see you in March whenever they play again. Right. But uh, let's say maybe they do get a couple of guys. Like, what... If both teams were were whole, maybe Sands, Clay, and Wiseman, I'd really be interested to see. All right, who gets the better of the third matchup? Because the Warriors did some things better in the second game than the first. Phoenix did some things right. in both games that would make you think, okay, they're legit. Like, what would you be looking for from the third Phoenix game? No Clay, no Wiseman, but if everybody else was not playing. much, honestly, not much. And then, and I think that's what we're gonna have to realize is no juice no juice on christmas and we're not like we're we may not see these two teams at their best until the playoffs if they meet and then by that point it'll kind of be new because well we played them three times without <sighs> wiseman and it'd be like yeah they really only played twice and we didn't and have book, in november and they, we didn't have booker for that loss and <sighs> you know it's i think it's going to go that way yeah I, and utah i need to see utah against the warriors because i I, yeah. think the, I think Utah's pretty good. Well, I really is, do. This is, the Warriors had some success against them last year in San Francisco. They they got handled in Salt Lake City. Right. Uh, the game of New Year's is going to be in Salt Lake City. I mean, that's that that's kind of funny. The Warriors get to spend New Year's in <laughs> It's an underrated city, Salt Lake JD. City. That's but, I, I kind of like Salt Lake City. I do, too. I haven't been there a long time, but I I, I do, too. And I, I, I just I, I want to see this version you know, Gobert, the Warriors just right. always render Gobert, and they always right. draw him out and then shoot over him, and I, I just or throw it behind and you know him. What? And and maybe this is too, maybe this is trying to look for something that might not be there. But can Gobert do a better job 
when he's matched up with Curry. It feels like Curry can just get his shot off. But if Curry's just slowing down a little and Gobert figure, you know, can he be? Can he do what Aiton did? Essentially, and you'd think he should be able to, right. but he hasn't been no, able to. Not. And and so I'm look. I I thought Utah would have been a problem for the Warriors last year in a series. They sure. were they were the one. You know, the Warriors were were down. I think Utah would have beat him in a series last year. This version of the Warriors, Utah, maybe not quite as good. Like I, I think you and I disagree a little bit as yeah. we as we wrap it up. Like I think you think Utah's maybe got a little bit more threat potential. I do than I do. I think they could give them a series, but I, I'm not sure the Warriors would lose to Utah in a series unless the Warriors really had some things going wrong for them, i.e. players out. Quick final thought. Quick final thought is, you know, the Warriors may lose some games in the next week or two, but it's going to be hard to incorporate that into some kind of big-picture assessment. All right, for Matt Steinmetz, I'm John Dickinson. Uh Happy holidays, Merry yeah. Christmas, Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon here for 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.